The 24th edition of the Flushing's Finest Podcast starts right now. Little roller up along first, behind the back, it gets through Buckner, here comes Knight and the Mets win it! Lopez wants it away. And it's hit deep to left center, Andrew Jones on the run, this one has a chance, home run! Welcome to another edition of the Flushing's Finest Podcast. We are powered by Carolina Electrical Services and a member of the Shea Hello Media Network. Josh and Anthony, we're back with you guys once again today. Ashton is still away at basketball camp. And I didn't even bother asking Will if he wanted to come back on. And after Anthony said at the end of the last edition that... uh, We had to record again because he's not as optimistic as I about the chances that the the Mets can turn this thing around. Well, I pressured him into coming back on another edition to talk about the second half of the year. What a freaking tease for the next edition of the podcast. Yeah, there you go. Should be a lot of fun. That's what I do, man. Um, So we're going to preview the second half of the year. I'm going to explain why I think the Mets turn it around, and Anthony's going to push back on why he doesn't. Um, But we start every edition of the pod, as we have here as of late, with On This Day in Mets History. And on this day, July 13th in 2010, David Wright goes two for two in the All-Star game. Oh, beautiful. Um, It was the fourth time he started in the last five years, right about the the peak of his career. I'm actually going through his book right now, which he wrote with Anthony DeComo. I'm like three chapters in. Excellent read. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I do encourage you guys to, to kind of check that thing out. If you grew up loving David Wright or you're just wanting to know more about who he was before he became a Met and, of course, during his time as a New York Met. I don't read often, but, I mean, if this is as good as you're selling it, I, I, there was no athlete that I loved more than David Wright growing up. And I had a lot of guys that I that were really good for my teams when I was younger. Like, there's nobody that I wanted to see win a championship more, and that's kind of controversial because a lot, I mean, people would say, well, what about Henrik Lundqvist with the Rangers? Like, dude, I loved everything about the way David, I, 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 I've I've already said it, I still think David Wright was a Hall of Fame caliber player. I mean, he, he was, I, I thought he was right there in terms of how good he was with Chipper Jones. And injuries just, you know, unfortunately killed his career. And I, I'm I'm the guy, I wish he was more, I'm not saying he's not. This isn't a slight of David. I wish we saw him more often than we see him now. Yeah, so do I. Because I love him. As someone that got into the Met fandom the back half of his career, that home running in Game 3 of the World Series 
Um, Joe Buck set the scene perfectly talking about the injury and stuff like that. Then Wright cracks the homer. It's still one of my favorite memories as a Met fan. And I do think there will be a day, whether it's him in the booth, whether it's him in the dugout as the manager or in the front office in some role, we'll see David Wright a oh, lot. Him in the booth would be a freaking dream. Yeah, oh. I think we'll see a lot more of him back around the Met community. I think what he's doing right now is is taking time for himself and, and his he family. Should. Yes, definitely. But definitely. you know, as a guy that grew up loving the game from the time he was seven years old, that love doesn't go away. I think he'll be back. Oh, in a prominent role one way or another with the Mets within the next five, ten years or so. Also on this day, July 13th, back in 2001, Mike Piazza hit his 300th home run, becoming just the sixth ever catcher to do such a thing. So historic achievement on this day for Mike Piazza. Now let's get to why we're here. And I'm not going to say it's necessarily to argue. It's 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 a disagreement. That's a valid one because when you're 42 and 48 and 18 games out of first place in the National League East and seven games out of a wild card spot in the National League, there's there's reasons not to be optimistic that this can be turned around and this season can be, I guess, salvaged, if you will. I'm of the opinion, though, that they're going to turn it around, and I'm not going to go out on a limb and say they make the playoffs. I do think they will play meaningful games up into the final week of the regular season. But when I, I said this, you kind of pushed back and, and you said that you're not you're not as confident that that's going to be such a thing. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you so you can bring everybody's optimism down a level. Oh, about too. time, about time. Here we go. Um, what's And this is what sucks because usually between the two of us, it's usually the other way around. I'm the typically. most positive person that's ever walked the face of the earth. Okay. If you don't get struck by a lightning bolt after saying that when you walk outside, consider yourself lucky because that could not be more of a lie. Um. I just I I hate the way that it finished going into the All Star break with the two losses. That that's the thing that concerns me a little bit is that if they won six of eight, and I mean even if they split it down the middle, right? Like if they won three straight, lost back to back, then won three straight to close it out, you'd probably feel more confident. Um. You know, if they win six straight going into the All-Star break, clearly you feel more confident. It just, to me, like, that was a huge series for them because it's a team that was that came in to that series on the, with, with the same record as them. That was a chance to, because you're going to, now you're going to have to, you're going to have to get past them. There's plenty of other teams that are playing really good baseball at this time that are in front of you. And, I mean, one of those teams that you're probably going to have to catch, by the way, are the Phillies, who are absolutely on fire. So, I mean, I don't know. I I think, clearly, I still think that there is a chance. I'm not saying that they should be sellers at the deadline. Don't get me wrong on that. I I, I think that, at this point, they're, they're still in a good enough position where... They should still be competing. Buster only said earlier today that he doesn't see the Mets being a seller at the deadline right now. 
But, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, you're talking about just right now, looking at the standings, the Mets have to pass the Cubs, mm-hmm. which not not overly difficult. Doable. The Padres. But then you get to the group. Those are the those are teams that are within a game of the Mets right now. Then you get to the group that are six and a half games ahead of the Mets right now. The Brewers and the Phillies. And you got a team that's seven games clear in the San Francisco Giants. That's the group that you have to reach to because at this point, right, and I saw some people saying that they're hoping that this happens. The Marlins are not coming back to her. That team is 14 games above 500. Well, I, I, I just, that's I, a lot. You think that team's going to, I mean, you, they would have to come way back to the pack. I think way if, back. I think if they do, you shouldn't be surprised. Um, Luisa Rise is chaser 400. I think we finally put a nail in the coffin. Because he's down to 383, like raising the what batting. A horrendous season. For raising him. that batting average mm. is, is going to be really hard to do, just given how many bats he has. I wonder how much of that just kind of breathed a different life into that baseball team during the first half of the year. Well, remember, Sandy Alcantara hasn't pitched great all year. That's, what if he gets it turned around? That's been the thing. They just acted Johnny Cueto. He'll be back in that rotation as well coming off there the All-Star got, yeah. break. Yep. They've been excellent in one-run ball games. I think they they were like twenty and five in the first half of the year, which now granted last year they lost forty such games. So you're you're seeing the inverse it was bound to turn around. You know, seeing yeah. the inverse of that. But I I think like if if the Marlins come back to earth, and even if they finish with a winning record, but it's like eighty-five and seventy-seven or eighty-three and seventy-nine, I don't think you're going you're going to be surprised. Ch- chasing these teams is going to be difficult. Oh, incredibly! Like, like the the Mets, the Mets got to get to. I I I would say at least at least eighty six wins to be a playoff team. Probably more like eighty eight. Wow. Probably more like probably more like ninety. And when you're forty two and forty eight, that that equation becomes a lot difficult. When you consider last year, you lost sixty-one games altogether. Well, if they got if they got to get to ninety, it's not happening. Well, I mean, because, I can tell you, you know, right now, I don't see that happening. Because I don't, I don't think Arizona is going to fall off. Like I have more trust in them than I do the Miami to not fall off. The Dodgers mm. are going to win. I would say yeah. at least ninety-five games. The Giants, I would imagine, they're going to be an eighty-eight to ninety game winner. Well, the Dod, the Dodgers, the Dodgers are winning the West. I would be stunned. Yeah, if, I, 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 would I would agree stunned. with I that. I think Arizona will get in as and, a wild card. You know, you know. Now, what's interesting is, as much as the Mets have been talked about as sellers, San Diego, if if they don't pick it up, and they're where they are right now, which is a under five hundred baseball team. Mm-hmm. There's already been rumors that Blake Snell, who's been the best pitcher in baseball the last month, the Mets saw that and found out that found that out the hard way in the last series before the All Star break. There's even rumblings that maybe Juan Soto could be on the move. Well, that's because of his contract, and what they think with that move is they're gonna let him get something for him. And then chase after Otani. Yeah. So you, so yeah. You I mean, know, it's possible. But now, I, I, the reason why I didn't come away as and look, I was definitely disappointed with losing the back to back games with to the Padres. Mm. And, and you could tell that that series was big because as much as they pushed 
Kodai Singa back to give him the extra day, which turned out to be the right decision because he was brilliant the Wednesday before the break in Arizona. They did that to get Scherzer a start in that series because of how important that series was. But I also look at San Diego and say, that's, you know, when they're firing all cylinders like we saw the last two games, that's right. I mean, it's it's this probably the second best, third best lineup in the National League, right behind the Braves and up there with the Dodgers. So it makes a lot of sense. Like they're like us. Yep. They're they're too damn good to be this underwhelming. And they've got a great manager and they've got great individual talent that for some reason, like our clubhouse this year, hasn't meshed. Maybe that was the start of them turning turning it around. This is going to sound pretty dumb when I when I say why they have to turn it around. Oh, n- not different than normally when you're on this podcast. They don't have a choice. Like you, you have the highest. Which team? The, to the, be honest, neither one of those teams well, that you just the, mentioned. The, oh yeah, the Mets. The yeah. Mets have absolutely. Oh, 100%. They have no choice but to turn this thing around. Missing, by the way. I've seen some people that have said, well, you know, just getting back to 500 would be an accomplishment. No, it's not. No, you're Making still... the playoffs is the only thing that matters. If you miss the playoffs, there are serious talks that have to be had about the futures of certain guys. And, and you know, look, I, I would even go as far to say, even if you make the playoffs, if you bow out, like you lose, you know, in, 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 in two games, like you don't even force a decisive game three or something like that, you're you're... you're you're probably firing Billy Epler. I think he's going to be fired regardless. I think the reason he hasn't been Ooh, I don't th- is because Steve Cohen doesn't want that reputation. I don't I'm going to tell you. I don't think he will be fired. I think there will be a strong push to hire a president of baseball operations immediately after the season. Yeah. Who will then be over Billy Epler. And look, it's 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 kind of problematic that since Sandy Alderson stepped down, you you haven't replaced that guy. And I think Steve Cohen yep. is learning that out the hard way this year. He mentioned it in the presser that he did multiple times. So, you, you know, his job's on the line. We, we've said repeatedly that we don't think Buck is the biggest issue. But the, the issue that I've had with Buck this year is I could point to five or six games where – his decisions have impacted the chances of winning games, and okay, but you could do that with every manager. I, I know, but when you when you were the smartest team in the, in the sport a year ago, and you were stealing bases and and doing stuff within the rule book that most teams like the Diamondbacks didn't know existed, and then you come back this year and you have the base running errors that you've had, you've had the defi- you know the issues in, on the infield and for Brandon Nimmo in the outfield that you've had. There's going to be some blame that falls on his shoulders. I look at six out of six of eight, and then a week to f- basically just reset and, and just catch your breath and kind of reevaluate everything that you've done and look at what you what's 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 gone right for you. you mm-hmm. For the most part, you know if David Robertson's coming into the game outside of the the blown the blown save against the Giants. He's going to give you a shutdown inning. You know that you're going to get power out of Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso, and I guess you could put Francisco Alvarez into that mold as well. If if Starling Marte's bat comes around and Brett Beatty learns how to hit lefties and 
you get some, and, and Tommy Pham and, and Tommy Pham stays, stays hot. Yeah, stays hot. You know, high. and then Jeff McNeil gets his head out of his ass and starts hitting the ball wow. better. Wow. You know, because I think that's the most frustrating thing with, with Jeff McNeil. And we said two times or two dishes ago, ago, yeah, no, they didn't make a mistake investing him. Uh, you're going back on I'm, I'm going to sit there and tell you, if, 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 you can, oh, no. if you can get something for him at Stop the trade deadline. Now. Stop it. Because his contract is rather oh, affordable at $13.5 million a year. I'm not against trading him away. Oh, uh, so so here's so this is this is what you want to do. And I know this is going to come up. You want to trade for Juan Soto using Jeff McNeil as one of the pieces. I mean, if it's not no. If that's not the move this team needs no, to No, I'm make. not saying that, but if 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 Soto's available and you want to go try get that guy? Am I going to complain about him being my left fielder for the next two years when the, the chance to resign him? No, because let's just say the quiet part out loud, the guy wants to play in New York. It's kind of evident when he talks about New York, and I don't think he cares if he's wearing pinstripes or if he's wearing uh, you know, Mets colors or whatever. Do I think that trade happens? Ultimately not. But, you know, I, I look at those types of things, and, and, and I, I – I, I don't believe Jeff McNeil will be as bad as he's been in the second half of the year. Marte has shown signs, you know, that the bat was coming around. I think the more Brett Beatty plays, the better he's going to become. Mm -hmm. And and Tommy Pham has been the best $6 million bargain in baseball in in all of 2023. So Yeah, see, I'd like them to at least get to a point where they do not have to trade Tommy Pham, and what he's doing. here's the thing that to me, I think we're gonna get that answer. I I, I think relatively quick. Yes, because you come out of the All Star break this weekend, you host the Dodgers a three game set. You took two or three the first time in L A. Then you get a Monday off. Then you host the the White Sox at home for a three game series. A series you have that, to win that series. It, it, you have to win. You're probably saying, yeah, we need to get a sweep. And then you go on the road for three at the Red Sox. and then Have to win that series. The second edition of the Subway Series, this time in Yankee Stadium. That's, that's Have to split. That's right? the week of, of, of the trade deadline. Or like the, that series starts with a week out from the trade deadline. The Mets got to be, you know, let's, let's see, that's three, six, nine. That's 11 games. Going into the National Series, which will prelude – the 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 deadline. You probably need to be seven and four to not to not be sellers. If 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 you're at yeah. if if if, yep. if you're below five hundred, if you're five and six, you're four and seven, you're probably selling. And here's the thing: as much as I don't want them to sell, I'm not going to argue because um, that's the best way to to keep growing this farm system. And y- y- you know. Yep, especially especially if Verlander and Scherzer are still struggling. And I, I think that's the thing is that, and I heard this get brought up by Don LaGreca of the Michael K show earlier this week. Legend. They were talking about, oh, you know, between those two guys, who do you trust the most to become like what they're supposed to be? Mm-hmm. And because of Scherzer's record, which is 8-3, and three, you'd probably say, oh, that answer Scherzer. And before the All-Star break, he hadn't lost to any of his last 10 starts. But the answer is still Justin Verlander. Oh, you're dead wrong. And why is is, is sure? Sure, I mean you said is it. He, man. Is, his ERA is better. 
He's put he's put together more dominant performances. The one hit against the the Guardians, the shutout against the Giants. He's still that start he has hasn't had, come from Scherzer at all this he year. He has had worse issues with the long ball this year. I mean Verlander, like, I mean you've at least seen stretches like back to back starts where Max has looked decent. Yeah, I mean, his best start was in the sweep like against the Phillies at the end of May going into June. Like, am I wrong? Like, is has there been a stretch where Verlander, like, I don't even remember back-to-back games where this dude's played well. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm Which not is saying crazy. that you're wrong, but it, it's it's been more, like, whenever they've needed it, it's felt like you've gotten it from Verlander a few more times than you've gotten from, from Scherzer. Well, can we, can, can we say this? They, this is what has to happen. They both got to be dominant. It's, it, it, those, those two have to turn it around. I don't, at this point, you don't even need to be dominant. Can you just, can you just be solid starting pitchers? Can you be guys that could be legitimate one and two starting pitchers for an average baseball team, which means you don't have to be superstars. You don't have to be pitching seven innings of two-hit ball every time you go out. Like, we'd love it, but, like, you don't even need that. You need average pitching from these dudes. But what, what really has to happen for this team, and I don't know, see, the thing is, I don't think he's going to be activated immediately, this team needs Jose Quintana to come in and be great. He should be back the first series, depending on how they set the rotation up. The the first when the when the rotation goes back through, it should be what the White Sox. He you know unless probably. unless they set the rotation up to be because I don't think they've set it yet for this weekend. I can I can look as we record. Yep he he should pitch the first time through the new rotation. And and he I'm telling you. Yeah, so Verlander's going to pitch Friday. That's all we know. They haven't set. Okay. They haven't set Saturday. Scherzer is scheduled for Sunday as of right now. So there could be a chance he gets the ball on Saturday. Um, oh, my. We, oh, we, we, I, I got to tell you. We don't know. I would rather see him against the White Sox. But, <laughs> so, you know, but he's got to be, because we've heard a lot of people bring him up throughout the year. He's an all-star caliber pitcher. When he he's better, on. he's got to be it. And he's got to be it for the Mets. And he needs to be it, because I think, I think you've seen enough from Kodai Singa where you know he's never going to give you a start that you're not competitive in, mm-hmm. even when he's not on. You know, he, he because he knows how to get in. He he deals with base traffic really well. Gets the ground balls. He Ooh, needs to get out of oh, innings like and stuff that. like base that. Base traffic. Woo. Um. You That's know, there hasn't been many times he's left the game, and I thought, yep, we can't win. Yep. That's been the biggest issue with Scherzer and Verlander, is they have left games. And you're saying in the middle of the fourth inning, the the fifth inning, whatever, how the hell do we win? Well, and here's the thing. People are going to say, well, don't you do the same thing with Carlos Carrasco? He's your fifth pitcher. Yeah, that's the expectation. Like, it's going to happen with him. And I got to be honest, you look at how he was pitching before the All-Star break? He was giving you more consistent than them. He was giving you what he gave you last year, which was not great, but for the most part, I didn't say better. He left you with the position to win. Yes, and that's how he won 15 games a year ago. So, I mean, that's that's the easy answer: is you need Verlander, you need Scherzer to be what you're paying them to be. Mm -hmm. You need Quintana to be that that guy, whether he's bridging between Verlander to, to Scherzer or Scherzer to Senga, whatever it is, that guy that can really buffer the middle of their rotation because the Mets are going to utilize a six-man rotation anyway. 
Um, like it, it all starts with pitching because as much as we complain about the offense, you know, with with the power you're getting from four guys in your lineup on a day in day out basis, and Nimmo, Lindor, Alonzo, and Alvarez, you're scoring you're scoring runs enough to to really to to really give yourself a chance. Now, when you look at the schedule, and you know, you start with the Dodgers, you got to play the Red Sox and the Yankees within the first two weeks of the break. Yep. The biggest difference is is usually the back half of your schedule, you're playing pretty much all division opponents. Well, because Rob Manfred, Here you know, we go. looked at the history and the tradition of the sport and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna do the exact opposite." This man got booed for three straight days. You can't let him let no. him have one. Oh, no. Okay, all right. I will never let down on, on Rob Manfred. You shouldn't. You've He's only a tool. got you've only got two series left against your divisional opponents. You've got six games with Washington, seven with the Braves, seven with the Phillies. <laughs> no. And six with the Marlins. Yeah. The best part about the Braves is once the calendar flips from August to September, you don't got to see them again. And so if you're playing those Thank meaningful God. games in September like I think we are, you don't got to see a team that's been a thorn in your side for the last decade and a half, it feels like. Yep. When you look at those th- those totals, that totals up to 26 games left against the division. Do you think that helps the Mets? It hurts the Mets, or it's just kind of indifferent with what, with the way the team played the first half of the year. Probably hurts the Mets, if I'm going to be real honest with you. And it's not because it's not because of the fact that you're not you're not playing your division teams. Because look, the 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 Nationals, like, I mean, is that even a gimme? Like, let's be honest, the Mets. I mean, they had a series early in the year that they. They lost. Lost to them. Yeah. So, I mean. Almost got swept by them. And then they split the other one, didn't they? Yep. It was a wraparound So, like, series. it ain't great. They they haven't been phenomenal against them. And then you look at the Phillies. Yes, the Mets have dominated the Phillies. What happened the last series, though? That's a team that's playing better. I've said that I believe the biggest threat to the Braves right now is probably the Phillies. I wouldn't disagree with that. So, you got them, and then we talked about the Marlins earlier. I'm a little bit more bullish on that team probably still making the playoffs because I think when you're 14 games above 500, well, and they're also going to be it's going to be a huge, take a huge collapse. They're also going to be in a position to buy at the deadline, yes. like you know, where usually a rare spot for them. Usually they're selling at the deadline. Also, also you know, yeah. um, I, I saw this stat and I referenced it on the air a few weeks ago. Yep, there was a point they were. They were 14 games above 500. It's only the third time that deep that they've ever been 14 games above 500. That's, that's what they are right now. And the last two times, 97 and 03, what they do? Won a World Series. They won a World Series. And so. they did. They did that. I believe, if I heard this correctly, from one of the guys that we work with, I believe they did that without having ever won 90 games or something like that. It's that, some ridiculous or never won the division or something. That's it. They 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 made the postseason both years as wild. So cards. they're going to I mean, look, man, they're going to be they're going to be tough. My problem with the schedule that the Mets have is that you played all your all your lesser teams early in the schedule. Yeah. The only ones that come to mind, and I'd have to look up when they are. You got the White Sox, we know that. You've got the Royals who stink. They royally stink. You've got the Cardinals who also royally stink. 
and are going to be sellers at the deadline. But Speaking, they, but, but they, but they want a series from you in, in City Field. Yeah, and, and I mean, with what with them, I mean, that's another one of those teams. You got first of all, you got to go play them in St. Louis. Um, and you never, you've never really been able to shake off what they did in 06. You've been terrible against that franchise for the most part. Yeah. Um, you do play the Pirates again. And they've fallen off. Yeah. But you also lost. You also, also lost, lost the series to them. Now that one's at home, luckily. Yeah, no, well, we don't know what the Angels are going to be. What so, you're I mean, bringing up is very there's accurate. Easier, there's easier games on the schedule, but like it's still a very difficult schedule. Not to mention, look at the way this team has played against teams that are that are hot, hot rear this year. They've been awful. So, like, I don't know what I, at this point. That's the thing that I don't know what to try. I want to really believe that what we saw right before they went into the break, that six-game stretch, is more of what they're going to be. And I'm not saying, oh, well, that means that they're going to they're going to put up some ridiculous record where they lose like 12 games the rest of the year. No, I'm not saying that. But I want to believe that this is a team that could be, that could play like 650 baseball and make a legitimate push, but there's a lot going against them, man. There really is. With the schedule, I mean, there's a lot of teams ahead of them that are playing really good baseball that are now going to be buyers at the deadline. Yep. Like. All right, so real quick before we transition to uh, the All-Star game really quick. Yep. Yes or no, do the Mets make the playoffs? God, you suck. Thank you. They do not. Okay, I'm I'm going to say yes. God, I hate you so much. I'm now I say, look like a complete. I'm going to say they 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 back themselves. They're the last mm. team in the wild card, meaning that they'll have to face whoever decides to win the National League Central, which I think will will be Cincinnati when the sun does set on the regular season. Mm. Let's transition to the All Star Game. Relatively oh, yes. good All Star Game. Um, no, seriously, very good All Star. We had two All Stars uh, in attendance: Pete Alonso, Kodai Senga. We did not see Senga at all in the contest. Uh, one of my favorite parts about it was he was doing interviews during the game. Yeah, telling, ta- talking about why he wasn't playing. Also, <laughs> though, just talking about his expectations for the future. Yeah, in the in. The tunnel, literally just doing interviews. Amazing. Amazing yeah. stuff. And then Pete Alonzo was 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. <sighs> did did make Man. a great scoop play at first on a throw from Austin Not Riley. Not getting enough credit for that. Everybody's talking about Austin Riley. Um, and in the National League, they they break the drought. They they win the All-Star game for the first time. I think it was in 10 years. They hadn't won it since 2012 or yeah, 2013. It, it, it's, it's truly unbelievable. But now let's get to the main reason why we're going to talk about the All-Star game. Mm. You thought I completely or we complained about the home run derby. Oh, man. Now I'm really going to go in on the All-Star game. Because, you know, I was what? sitting there. You just said it was a great All-Star oh, game. The game, oh, the game itself God. was good. It was oh, rather God. enjoyable. I watched. I missed all but like two wins because I had to take a shower. I, I started. I did not know where that SH was going. I was very concerned. <laughs> Thank you for going there. I, I started. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. I started Collect yourself. I started watching the game with my lovely Momo, 
who okay. only watches baseball because her favorite grandson and her favorite grandchild watches wow, baseball. That's, that's that's a hefty assumption, but go on. But as we were watching the game and different batters came up, mm-hmm. she asked me who this person was and who that person was and what team they played for, so on and so forth. Oh, I know where you're going with this. So it just it, it just brought to memory. Oh, why, why? Nope. Do they not wear? The jerseys that they wear, 162 uh, games during the regular season. Wow. It just, and look, I know, like, I had someone tell me, well, they're, you know, they're catering to the city that's hosting the All-Star game. Well, they're right on that. I don't really care. Okay. Because they were ugly. Um, you could Ooh. not you could not make out the Ooh. logos on I don't the dis- side. I don't, I don't agree with that. And, and it's just for a sport. That every time that you hear Rod Manfred or anybody talk in baseball, all they talk about is we got to market our stars better. That's what this game is about. Rob Manfred doesn't say that. You're you're putting the best 50, 60 some odd baseball players on the same field throughout the same time. Yep. But they don't. A seven-year-old who's watching the game because their fogey dad has, has watched this game his entire life isn't going to know who these wow. players are if they're not wearing the uniforms they wear every game during the regular season, wearing the cap that they wear during the regular season. I don't mind you putting the all-star patch on the side of the jersey. I don't. I think it looks cool. Sell me that because I would much rather pay for that version of the all-star jersey than Pete Alonzo's all-star jersey. And it, it just it's just a reminder that baseball can't get out of its own way. As much as okay. the pitch clock has brought interest back to the sport. Yep. And attendance is up and ratings across the board are generally up. Even with, you know, some of your historic teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Cubs not being championship contenders, you still can't get it all the way right. And it just it just absolutely ticks me off because I think the pitch clock, which, by the way, the Players Association has asked for baseball to loosen up on the pitch clock restraints. So we could see the clock still in effect, but just a little bit longer. Which by, is a- by, by the postseason, by the way. They're, they're saying that they... The players are saying this has to happen yeah, and or you, else, basically. You know, and you know what? That's kind of all I said from the beginning was I didn't necessarily Here we go. You're gonna hate take the credit. clock. You're going to take credit for the idea. But yeah. I just hated how short it. the clock was. But you've got that stuff going for you. Yeah. You've got stolen bases back in the game. You've got good hit and run action. You've got all this great stuff going on. Yeah. And then the one thing that you have struggled the most with really since the mid-2000s is to market your stars. You can't even do that right in an event made to market your stars. Okay, well, that's, it's just exhausting. That's, that's, that's where that's that's where you're wrong. A jersey isn't going to be the difference between you marketing your stars. The problem is, is that how many commercials are these guys in? How many legitimate endorsements do these guys have that you see on television? If you're watching ESPN on just a regular day, how many times are you going to see Mike Trout? Um, I get it with Shohei. There's there's a language barrier, but still, you should be able to work around that. Yeah. Um, at least try. I, to. I, I I mean, I hate to say it, but look at all the guys the Braves have. How many of those guys are actually known throughout? I mean, you got what well, if 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 you put a picture up of 
Mike Trout. People going to know who that is? No, you you walk up to a random person on the street, hold up a picture of Mike Trout. They going to know who that is? Probably not. You hold up a picture of Tom Brady in the street. They're going to know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. You hold up a picture of he's LeBron the guy, James. He's the guy on the Hertz commercials. You going to hold up the, a picture of LeBron James. They're going to know who that is? That's the guy that flops every game. But they know exactly who that is because yeah. they're marketed correctly. The the All-Star game is not going to change that and 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 the jerseys i mean look i don't i didn't think they were great i didn't think they were horrendous they're they're basically yeah they're they're a spin on the mariners they're 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 to pay tribute to the city i i didn't think the jerseys were the biggest problem i thought the hats were horrible yeah i like the hat oh they were they were god awful first of all they did not match the color of the jersey it made no sense that was problematic that was awful you couldn't read the logo on the hat, so that's that's the issue. Look, I'd love to see them go back to wearing their jerseys during the All-Star game. It's probably not going to happen because here's the thing. What I don't understand is they've switched a lot of things up that they could they can make a switch back. Like, you could still make the All-Star jerseys and have them wear them. When did they used to wear them? During the home run derby, yes, <laughs> like they wore. It wasn't like they never wore them. Like, or at the least, here's the thing, right? Could you get on board with me on uh, with this? How, if you want to keep the jerseys that are town specific, can you at least let them wear their normal hats so you could tell, like, yeah, I mean, I mean that that would make that would make sense. You know, that wouldn't hurt. I don't know. Like, and look, I, I watched. I'm not most that of, fired up about. I that watched one, most but... of the game. I enjoyed it. It's it's the best All Star game in sports. We okay. mentioned the home run Setting derby. A very low bar, but yes, is the best All Star event. No, that was a legitimate game, right? Yeah. Although I think, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, look, look at the great defensive plays you got in the first inning. You had a made-for-TV moment in the night with Julio Rodriguez up to bat with a chance to win the game for the American League. So, like, you had some real things happen that doesn't happen in other sports. And it's hard. I will say this. That is probably the hardest game to kind of loaf it on, right? Like, Because you only play generally an inning or two, depending on. So, like, And the thing is, with pitchers, like, what are you going to do? You're going to go up there and just throw lob balls? You're going to try to throw the pitch slower? You're going to hurt yourself if you well, do that. Well, if they wanted that, they would have put Verlander and Scherzer in the in the, in the the All-Star game because that's all they've done in the regular season. That's but. a good point. No, they would have – honestly, you know what they would have done? They would have thrown Aaron Myers up there. They would have just <laughs> let him go to work. Like, so that's the thing. Like, it, it's definitely a lot tougher. So their product is always going to remain great. I'm the guy that's that I – I loved when they had where the World Series was going to be played. And now, I will say this. What what could end up happening eventually is that they could end up, if they go, and I've heard this, they, they, there are rumors, there have been rumors for this for a long, long time. And it wouldn't be the same. I don't know how much incentive that it would really add to the game. But if they ever went to a neutral site World Series, which is an idea that has been tossed out, which I think should be tossed straight into the trash. Yes, it's the worst idea I've ever heard in the history of humanity. Uh, you would then battle for who is the home team and who is the away team. Other than that, I don't really see them bringing the, the, the you know, 
home series advantage in the World Series. I don't see that ever coming back. I love that element of the game because it really it really meant there was a lot on the line. And it forced the players to play and the managers to manage. But I, I, but to be fair, I mean, I thought they legitimately managed the other night. Oh, yeah, no, they did. But like back sure. then, because the, 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 the players that were generally playing and the managers that were managing, because that was back before, you know, we had to put everybody in the All-Star game. You know, usually the, the the managers that were managing had a team that was probably going to be a World Series contender. So they well, I got to be glad. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm glad they put that rule in because it pretty much would have been the Braves' whole roster and the Texas Rangers' whole roster just playing each other. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> also, uh, really quickly, we're not going to dissect the 162 game schedule for next year. Ah, oh, but the 2024 schedule has been released. The Mets will open the season at home uh, against the Brewers. Um, their opening oh, weekend God. is is, is going to be you know against the Brew Crew, so we can get you know that series out of the way. Um, it's also highlighted by Kansas City making their return to City Field. Oh, um, for the first time oh. in in, 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 in quite a while. Oh yes. So, um, and the biggest thing that I that I looked at, um, because I've never been to a Met game and. The most appealing matchup to go watch them play in terms of the the team, not the result, but the team is the Braves. Okay, whoa. And okay, um, they actually are in Atlanta on my birthday, and so I looked at that schedule and and I thought, you know what, might be the first time I get to go see the Mets in action. And you could not, I gotta tell you, it couldn't be a worse team. Oh, but, could not be a stupider idea by you in but, terms of uh, just creating birthday misery. You know, it, it's something that I, that I noticed. Um, but yeah, so the the full schedule's been been released. You can find that on Mets.com. But like I said, the Mets open the year at home against uh, against the Brewers. At home, right? Yep. Oh, thank, thank and, God. And, you know, <laughs> you, you don't see your NL, their first NL East uh, opponent does not come through, does not come to City Field until May 10th. So, um, that was a part you of gotta the, love that. as a part of the new schedule. So, um, with that, that is going to wrap up this edition of the show, guys. Before we let you go, we do encourage you guys to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can do so on every major podcasting platform. Just simply search the four or the, the Flushing's Finest podcast, and we will pop up. We're there. We encourage you guys to rate, review, and subscribe. That way, you don't miss any editions of the show throughout the remainder of the baseball season. With that, guys, this is going to wrap up this edition of the show. I want to thank Anthony once again for hosting with me. We want to thank you guys for listening, and as always, let's go Mets. <laughs>